When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time, not from the Superbook Sports Studios, but from NRG Stadium here in scenic Houston, Texas. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. That's where you go for the best car buying experience humanly possible. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Superbook Sports will help you get in on all the action. If you took my best bet, courtesy of Superbook Sports today, uh, you know that Derrick Henry over 104 and a half rushing yards was the total, and he got two. He got that in the first half alone. So you can make some money with Superbook Sports, and of course, TrueMav Fitness, where you go to achieve your workout goals. Uh, TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch for your first class free. Go to TrueMavFitness.com. So uh, this was a uh, this was the Tennessee Titans' best offensive performance of the season. There is no doubt. Derrick Henry was spectacular. Malik Willis, you know, I really thought this would be a, a show centered around Malik Willis, and turned out they didn't need him. Uh, you know, they didn't need him, but to stand out there and hand the ball off to twenty-two the way that he did. So, well, so now Derrick Henry has passed Eddie George for the most touchdowns in franchise history. It goes Earl Campbell, 73, Eddie George, 74, Derrick Henry, 75 with two today. So he tied Eddie and then passed him um, en route to the Titans 17 to 10 victory here against the Texans who are just, I mean, abysmal absolutely abysmal against the run and certainly were not prepared for Derrick Henry, for Dontrell Hilliard and anybody else that the Titans wanted to rush today. It was a, uh, was an absolutely dominant performance and the score um, closer than the game itself actually was. The Texans were abysmal on offense today, but for Tennessee, you know, this was a really, really strong outing and and the story of, of it is, of course, is Derek, which is where I, ironically enough, would like to start here on the primetime show. In the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, what was your first reaction to Derek Henry breaking the Titans' all-time touchdown record? Let me know in the comments section on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. In fact, you're going to hear from Derek Henry, who I uh, talked to post-game here in just a second, but let me know in the comment section how you felt when Derrick Henry broke the record, uh, got over 200 yards, all of it. Let me know in the comment section. We'll talk about it right after I tell you that Two Rivers Ford presents, as always, the Two Rivers Ford Take. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for 2023 model year Ford. They're available right now at the dealership in Mount Juliet. They have escapes. They have F-150s, Mustang, electric Mustang, Mach-E's. 
They've got everything you could possibly ask for at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. They always make the car buying process fast, easy, and fun. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Custom order your next Ford at Two Rivers Ford. So, looking at the situation for the Tennessee Titans, um, what was your first reaction to this? We we wanted to get Derek's reaction after the game, and I'm sure many of you by now have seen Mike Vrabel's post-game locker room speech. Uh, so, when Derek came to the podium, it took him a little while, understandably so. He's tired. He's got to get showered. He's got to get dressed. got to make sure he gets treatment because I'm sure that the body does not feel great after back-to-back 30-plus carry performances the way that he's had now against the Colts and the Texans in consecutive weeks. So he gets to the podium and Jimmy Wyatt is just asks him, Hey Derek, you tired? Am I tired? Yeah. Yep. What happened there? Am I tired? Yeah. <laughs> how uh how good was it to have so much success in the run game today, man? How important was it with Ryan not not here? Um, a little credit to those guys up front and all the guys blocking. You no know, line receivers, tight ends, fullbacks. Um, just, you know, making a sacrifice to, you know, be able to block and have the will to for us to, you know, have success and be the right there and make the play. I give all the credit to them. I just had to go out there and, um, and do my job. And, you know, just happy we were able to get the win and, you know, win as a team. As a unit, though, Derek, because it wasn't just you, Dontrell, obviously, like you guys were really moving it. What, did you know at a certain point that they just weren't going to be able to stop you guys on the ground? No, oh, I wasn't really worried about, you know, I was not about them, but, you know, us just, you know, doing our job and what we need to do to have success in the run game and when the calls play to execute and do all the things we need to do to get downfield and score points. And I felt like, you know, we, we did that at the line of scrimmage and we were able to gain some yards and make some plays out there. I know you don't care about personal for you to, to pass Eddie George, for you to have, you know, Ty O.J. Simpson and Adrian Peterson most 200 yard rushing performance well what does it mean to you you know that that they take that so seriously um i mean i mean they were the ones that made it made it happen so um you know i would you know i would hope that they you know take take pride in that because without them you know what have success that i've had in, in our relationship you know when we just you know come together and you know stick together through anything through any adversity you know i told them like I got their back, and you know they got they got my back. So you know, just, just sticking through it. Um, ben is a great leader on this team, and a great leader for you know that, that old line room, and you know somebody that I always try to pick his brain, and you know just just happy that we're able to you know, have have success today, and they did a great job. Variable. So that's Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, forever reserved right he's imminently humble he's not you know the the best way to get Derek talking uh well there's no great way to get Derek talking but the best way to get Derek talking is to you know talk about his teammates as opposed to him because I mean there's just not a human in the world human being in the world that cares less about the records that Derek Henry breaks than Derek Henry <laughs> we we try to get you know he's Derek's never been a, uh, he's never been the kind of quote that you necessarily, everybody wants to hear from Derek Henry, right? Derek Henry's a superstar. Derek Henry is the best player that the Titans have. And that's a team with Jeff Simmons, right? Like Derek Henry is a singular player. I, it's really cool. Everybody, um, to, uh, everybody to witness. And, you know, in my case to cover 
his entire career right now, which is shaping up. He's not like a surefire Hall of Famer. Obviously, he doesn't have a Super Bowl. He doesn't, you know, there's not been overwhelming playoff success uh, other than the one run in 19. So it's it's hard to really, it's hard to really, you know, say definitively that Derek's going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. But I mean, think about this shit. He's one of three players to ever have six 200-yard rushing games across his career. Nobody has more than six. He is in now the same class as O.J. Simpson, who is a Hall of Famer, and Adrian Peterson, which, you know, whenever he decides to retire, will be a Hall of Famer. Derek, theoretically, however long he ends, however much longer he ends up playing, like this guy could easily pass both of those dudes, right? And then, you know, then we can start to have the conversation of, Surefire, no doubt, gold jacket, future gold jacket wearer, right? Because he's putting together that resume right now, and to be able to witness it in real time um, is is one of the uh, is one of the coolest things about what it is that I get to do for a living. And you know, not a lot of people get to cover that kind of a, that caliber of a player um, across any NFL media career. So that's been that's been my great fortune to be able to do that and to see Derek work at his best but I do think that the uh I do think that there is you know obviously there's a lot more to go this season he's breaking franchise records he's already all over the place in NFL record books and and he's not anywhere close to done just yet now the ring is the hardest thing to achieve and the ring is something that he lacks again the playoff success is uh is not insignificant um and but we're not there yet, right? Today we're talking about Derrick Henry rushing for 200 yards for the sixth time in his career. <laughs> he has four of those, four of those just against the Texans, which is batshit crazy to think about. And, uh, and you know, he continues to roll the way that he rolls. Mark Jones says, Buck's a hater on YouTube, th- trying to throw shade in a subtle way. No, I mean, Mark, you got Mark, you, you know me long enough. You've been watching the show long enough. You know that I don't care that way. Like, if anything, I, so, you know, we, we, the, the job, the job that I have, your, your job is to be unbiased, right? Win or lose doesn't affect the way that I go about doing my job, right? But the one place that I will show bias is that, yeah, watching Derrick Henry kick ass is really, really cool, right? Like it's, it's a really unique thing. That's not lost on me that, cause I wrote about this, I don't know, probably at some point in the 2020 season. Um, and that was while he was en route before he broke 2000 yards. He hadn't done it yet. Uh, as a matter of fact, he did, uh, he did that in Houston, um, in the 2020 season, but you know, I, it is, uh, it is one of those things where I watch it. Um, I watch it and I say, you know, it's almost it's kind of like LeBron, right? LeBron is LeBron is a singular athlete. He's a singular kind of talent. And, you know, I don't really care how you feel about LeBron's politics or the thing LeBron says or, you know, the fact that he'd rather be a Browns fan because he's got moral objections to the Cowboys, which is laugh out loud funny. But I'm talking about I'm talking about the greatness, the greatness of the player themselves. And that sometimes, you know, you've seen so much of LeBron James or or Tom Brady, or you you could put any, you know, superstar singular athlete in this category you see it happen so many times that you almost start to take it for granted and there was a point in my career where I you know I just used to Derrick Henry running rattling off 100 and 
150, 160, 170, 180, 190, 200 yard, 200 plus. He has a game against the Texans where he ran for 250 yards, right? Um, and and at a certain point, like I had to take a step back and think about it and be like, well, shit. Like, am I am I just am I just am I taking am I taking it for granted? And I felt that I was at a certain extent. So I don't take Derrick Henry performances for granted anymore. But I mean, I'm not going to sit here and gaslight you. And just because, you know, a lot of people would like to hear that and say, yeah, Derrick Henry's a sure fire Hall of Famer. He's building a resume and the resume is strong. Right. But the career, the the career is not yet done. Um, Like I said, playoff success is, is a matter of some debate. I saw Mark ask me earlier, ask Greg Cosell if Derrick Henry is a Hall of Famer, uh, was one of the comments made. Greg would tell you the exact same thing. Well, it's, you know, one, Greg's not a Hall of Fame voter. I'm not a Hall of Fame voter, so maybe it doesn't necessarily matter what either of us think. Actually, I don't know if Greg, I assume Greg's not a Hall of Fame voter because he's not like a pro football writer. Like Kaharski's are Titans, like contingent, like Titans media. He's our representative uh, as the Hall of Fame voter. So, you know, maybe the better question is to ask Paul, who regularly says that Eddie George is not a Hall of Famer. Now, Derek just passed Eddie George, um, but I think that uh, I think that uh, you know his answer might be a little more hard. If you ask the Chief, uh, his answer might be a little more harsh than mine would be. Where I'm saying, yeah, this man's out here building a resume, um, and you know, if you want to get ahead of yourself, you're more than welcome to do so. But I think it's just about appreciating what you. Uh, it's I think it's more about appreciating what you've got in front of you in the immediate, and then at the end of the career, you can have these Hall of Fame debates up and down. That's how it goes. Um, A to Z Sports Primetime, live from NRG Stadium. We are made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what is made possible at the Ashton team. We're giving you Derrick Henry intel tonight. If you want real estate intel, you go to GaryAshton.com. The best in the business, the team that your favorite teams trust. Gary Ashton is the best uh, at what he does in the Nashville real estate market. He'll help you find your dream address or sell your home for more at GaryAshton.com. Let's see. Derek R. says, PK is a Hall of Fame voter. Shit. Derek has no chance. Paul hates the Titans. No, I mean, I think you guys, you know, I get a lot of that too. Um, Like, I hate the Titans just because, you know, I don't, I don't like coddle you you guys, I mean, you guys are, you guys are adults. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand when you, you perceive something as negative and shit. A lot of the things that I do say about the Titans offense is negative because the Titans offense outside of today has not been fun to watch. Today was the first time that it's been an enjoyable product, but it doesn't matter because they win, right? I'm cognizant of that, even as I'm very critical of them, but you can't mistake criticism for dislike. Like, yeah, I don't like the, I I, I don't, necessarily love a passing offense that has 55 yards and 10 attempts like Malik Willis did today. But I also recognize that when you've got Derrick Henry rushing against a defense like that, that kind of shit, that, that it doesn't matter. Now, Derrick, Derrick hasn't had a game like this all season long. And there was a couple of times where you thought he might break the long touchdown run. And Derrick got caught from behind for the first time that I've seen, I think in my lifetime of covering his games, um, something that I'm not accustomed to seeing at all. But I, I would, I would say, you know, I understand why you know you guys might take criticism um i i you know i understand why you guys might take criticism as as uh, hatred or dislike of your team i i would just say you know it's i'm I'm asking you to be discerning if you're not discerning then i can't help you but we're still going to talk about your team cover your team 
and all these different things uh, as it goes along. MB says, are you serious? PK is a Hall of Fame voter. Something seriously wrong with the pro. I mean, who else would it be? Like, who else is? Nobody's got Jimmy, right? But Jimmy works for the team. You can't have a team employee on the Hall of Fame committee. That's not how that works. Like, Jimmy w- should have. I, well, listen, Paul should be the Hall of Fame voter among all of us. Uh, I haven't been here long enough. I don't have the historical background. Paul has covered the Titans since they were the Oilers. Um, Tehran has not been here long enough. Uh, you know, who else would it be? Like the Tennessean has just a rotate, rotating cast of different dudes who I see year in and year out that cover the team. Coach Mack should be there. <laughs> Coach Mack should be the Hall of Fame voter. Well, listen, uh, Mac, if Mac didn't work for a team, Mac, Mac would deserve a, a Hall of Fame vote. So, you know, um, Puka says it should be Teresa. You know, Teresa, I I, I could get behind Teresa. Teresa's are, uh, we're getting way too bogged down in the weeds, um, as it as it were. But Teresa's also been here long enough. Like, your your choices would be Teresa. Well, you don't really have, you don't have a choice. Paul's the Hall of Fame voter. But it would be Teresa, probably Terry McCormick, or Paul at this point. Jimmy, you know, Jimmy's out of it because he's a team employee. And Christopher White says it correctly on Facebook. He says, uh, PK is the grandfather. Yeah, grandfathered in. So, you know, no matter what you think of him, he directly impacts uh, certainly the Hall of Fame voting process. Uh, Shecky Shabazz says something told me Willis would struggle today. Well, yeah, I don't think that was any, you know, not dismissing that, Shecky, but I I, I don't think there was any, uh, I don't think that there's any great, um, what would I, what was I going to say? Uh, I think there's no, there's no, I don't think the, uh, there's no, there's no great math. Sorry, I was, I shouldn't have read a text in the middle of trying to get my thought out, but one of our A to Z people texted me, which by the way, they should know better than to do while we're in the middle of doing a show, read, handle it. It's not read texting me, somebody else, shame on them while we're trying to get a, trying to get a show off the ground. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that the uh i think the situation for malik willis you know i don't think it was unpredictable by any stretch of imagination like i don't know how many of you read the article that i wrote pregame about hey don't overreact one way or the other like malik willis doesn't stink because he was late on a couple of throws and was inaccurate malik isn't gonna replace Tannehill just because they won today right he had six of he was six of ten for 55 yards and a pick like they're just you don't need to overcorrect. You won a game with the players that you had available to win. And that is something that we are going to talk about together here on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the NRG Stadium. The question that I'm going to ask you guys is this did Malik Willis meet, exceed, or fall short of your expectations in his first NFL career start? That's a good question by producer Reed. Did he meet, exceed, or fall short of your expectations? tonight or this afternoon against Houston. Give me your response in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that TrueMav Fitness is where you go to get your fitness journey started. TrueMav has helped me meet my fitness goals. Wearing the, uh, the purple Halloween suit today, the pants fit a little looser than last Halloween. It was lovely to see. I'm down about three belt sizes or weight, waist size, or whatever the, the, you know what I mean, the judgment by which you look at one's uh, waist when you're evaluating pants or belt. Either way, True Math Fitness has helped me reach that goal, and I'm very grateful to them. They can help you out, too. They've got 
boot camp style classes, about 40 to 45 minutes. They got personal training. They got an open gym. If you sign up for one of their membership programs and they've got every level of membership for every person to fit your budget and your needs. TrueMathFitness.com. You can get your first workout free. So fell short, met or exceeded your expectations. Christopher White says he met them, including the pick. Joe Williams says, uh, I thought he was have used his legs more, met with everything else from Joe. Uh, Dalton Turner says, Malik met my expectations and we won. Uh, uh, fell short, says Jose Diaz. It was, but it was due to game plan. Run game was rolling too strong. Well, wait, I'm confused. Fell short, but it was due to the game plan. Um, is not that the goal to accomplish whatever it is that the game plan is. And if the game plan is to run against the NFL's worst rushing defense by a mile, um, I, I don't necessarily understand if it fell short, but they executed the game plan correctly. Then I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm a little confused. You know, I saw Eric Alonzo, Eric Alonzo just says buck. I'm not sure what he's trying to get off the ground. Cause he didn't comment beyond that. But Eric Alonzo is somebody who's, you know, advocated strongly, I think, at least if I remember correctly. I feel like I've seen Eric um, in the comments on a regular basis talking about they need to get Tannehill out of there. They need to get Tannehill out of there. They need to let Malik Willis play. So I'd be curious, like people like Eric, because there's plenty all out there. It's not just Eric. Eric's just one that I notice more often than not. Um, you know, do you, do you feel the same way after seeing a full game sample size? Right. Because I would say that he met my expectations. Um, you know, uh, Mickey Ryan asked me what I would, we did the, the Titans radio pregame today, Mickey Ryan, Blaine Bishop and myself. And Mickey asked me what I thought the, the over under on passing attempts would be. And I said, 12 and he went under, he, he attempted 10 passes. They had one pass in the second half. They didn't need to throw the ball. Right. So, you know, I thought he looked okay. I thought he started to settle in a little bit, uh, in the two minute drill. I thought that he, uh, it's interesting to me that Eric has not yet commented when I've asked him to uh, evaluate his position on Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. So perhaps he's not prepared to admit that uh, Ryan Tannehill is clearly and obviously the better option for this football team right now. And listen, I, I do think there's, I do think there's some truth to the idea that when you have a quarterback like Malik, who the defense is going to be cognizant of having the ability to take off, even though he didn't, I think what, it, let me look at Malik's rushing numbers. Cause I don't, I don't think he had more than five carries today. Uh, yeah. I mean, he had five attempts for 12 yards and the longest, the longest rush that he had was six, which I think was the one where he came a yard short, uh, came about a yard short of, of getting a touchdown in. And then Derek Henry scored his, I want to say second touchdown on that very drive. So, I would say to you uh, of Malik Willis, you know, I think he met my expectations and my expectations were nothing crazy. I was prepared to see some bad snaps. I was, you know, prepared for the idea that he might make a spectacular play here or there. Uh, they clearly didn't trust him to throw the football. He was throwing the football uh, inaccurately. He was indecisive. Um, he was, uh, he was, Tannehill's officially the QB too. Well, then Eric, uh, listen, Eric, I love you. You hear every night. No I love all y'all. You know that no matter no matter how often you may disagree with me or, you know, sometimes you guys want to, you know, you get upset with the way that I talk about your team and you tell me my face looks dumb. That's totally fine, too. I love you anyway. Um, Eric, I love you. And I'm not saying that you're dumb, but I'm saying that you are displaying the behavior of someone who is lacking in intelligence or just general football acumen, because, of course, that's nonsense. Of course, that's nonsense. Now, 
Eric, you may just be trolling, and I appreciate if you are going to stick to the bit uh, in that spot. But um, to say that Tannehill is officially the quarterback, too, nobody is happier with, well, I don't want to say that. Well, you know, I, I think I can comfortably say that. Nobody is happier with the way that Malik Willis looked today than Ryan Tannehill because they won and because his job is, I mean, clearly and obviously not in danger, like not by a mile. In fact, Eric, here's, I will, I will make you a bet right now. You have a better chance of Malik Willis, or rather, you have a better chance of Ryan Tannehill being your quarterback in 2023, not this season, but next season, than you do of Malik Willis being the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Now, what I'll say to you is a better chance that Tannehill is the starting quarterback than Malik does not guarantee that Tannehill will be the starting quarterback. Maybe they go out and find an upgrade. They certainly were sniffing around last season. But I, uh, he's he's a long way off, and that's totally okay because he's a he is the definition of a project player. Um, and I think that I think at this point you have to be you have to understand that. And I think that's totally that's totally fine for what it is that they came in looking to do with him with the draft. David Brown says, "What happens with Tannehill next season? Extension, franchise tag, free agent? I, you know, I'd let him play it out. Um, I'd absolutely let him play it out. Right? I think." Uh, I think that, um, you know, you don't have to extend Tannehill. You don't have to franchise tag him. You don't have to do anything with Tannehill. You let him play the contract out. And if he goes crazy, then it's to your benefit in 2023. If he falls short, then you find you move on to the next option. Um, and I think that uh, and I think that for all of those things, you know, Tannehill, Tannehill is a stabilizing force, right? Tannehill is a stabilizing force. Now, they uh, today, Derek scored the first touchdown that they'd had. Let's see. I think Derek, when was Derek's first touchdown? Let me go back and look. Um, Cause I want to say it was in the first half. So yeah, second quarter, Derek had a 29 yard run for a score with 420 left in the second quarter. So they had gone basically the first quarter um, and a half, more than a half, the first quarter and three quarters of the second quarter uh, without, they hadn't scored a touchdown since the third quarter of the commanders game. Right. So that's, uh, fourth quarter against the Commanders, four quarters against the uh, the Indianapolis Col- an offensive touchdown, by the way. Four quarters against the Indianapolis Colts, a sixth quarter against the Houston Texans down here, and then finally Derek got into the end zone in the second quarter. So they went six quarters without scoring an offensive touchdown. Um, I uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think that the situation for you know I don't think that's Tannehill's fault. I don't think that Malik Willis was the reason that they scored that Derek Henry scored two touchdowns today. But I do think that uh, I do think that you have to be you have to be cognizant of of how much better Ryan Tannehill is at this stage of his career than Malik Willis. That's not a knock on Malik Willis, and it's not you know I'm not. You guys know how I feel about Tannehill. Tannehill's good enough to help you win games, and what he does in the playoffs is going to be how he's judged for the rest of his career, right? And what he's done in the playoffs is make an AFC Championship game, but precious little since then. And obviously, you all have raised, rightfully so, you all have raised your expectations to a significant degree. All right, let's wrap things up here on the primetime show with this is a free site. What is the most ridiculous penalty in football? Give me your response. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. I haven't seen this clip yet. Producer Reed put together the show. Good job, Adam Reed, for helping me out, given that uh, we had a short turnaround time. I think I got back up into the press box at 720, had to write an article, got in here at 755, and I said, Reed, let's roll it. And he did a great, 
a fantastic job in putting together tonight's show. So what is the worst penalty in professional football? Give me your answer in the comments, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that Superbook Sports is the place that you go to get in on the action, to beat the best odds makers in the, in the Superbook in Las Vegas. You can wager football, basketball, baseball, hockey. It's the best sports time of the year. You can take advantage of all of that and win some cash at the same time in the Superbook Sports App. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So what's the worst call in sports? Derek R. says on YouTube, any of them that Jerome Boger calls. Yeah, I heard I heard he called a penalty today in the uh, in the Seahawks. Um, who did the Seahawks? Oh, the Seahawks and the Giants. Uh, I heard he called a penalty on the Seattle Mariners instead of the Seattle Seahawks earlier today. Roughing the passer, says Michael Jeffrey Shroud. Illegal contact this year. It's getting out of hand. There was an illegal contact uh, penalty against the Titans today uh, at this point. So I uh, I think I would agree with the uh, I would agree with the roughing the passer for sure. Producer Reed, go ahead and roll the tape. Why don't you tell me what the worst penalty Delayed game. Defense number 55. Ooh. We're making a move that's not necessary and unlike football. Okay. So here's what happened. It's a half a distance from penalty. But Delay of game. Defense number 55. Ooh. We're making a move that's not necessary and unlike football. Okay. So here's what happened. It's a half a distance from penalty. But I'll be honest. I have no context for that clip. I don't know what the hell. I, Reed, get on the screen. Tell me what the hell that was. Like, you're going to have to explain that clip because I got shit there. That is absolutely the best and worst call of all time. There was a unnecessary football move by a defensive player that was half the distance to the goal. You see the ref on there can't even keep a straight face as he is making the call because he knows it is a bogus call, but it is glorious in his face. So wait, if he knows it, if he, if he knows it's a bogus call, then why is he calling it? Because it, this what goes game was into how can you have defensive holding that is not a football move? But who knows? All I know is it is the greatest worst call of all time. What game was that from? This was from earlier today. Let me double check my my sources here I'll I'll play it one more time so everybody else can see and watch the ref's face because he even gives the giggle as I look up where exactly this game was delay of game defense number 55 we're making a move that's not necessary and like football okay so here's what happened it's a half the distance from penalty delay of game defense number 55 we're making a move that's not necessary and like football okay so here's what happened so this was from the Eagles and Browns game earlier today in the first quarter after the before the Eagles decided to go off and blow out the rest of the Steelers. Yes. So that uh, what an interesting call. I have to go back and and look at it that at this point. So, yes, this is a free site. The best or the worst thing that I saw on the Internet. Thank you, producer Reed. Back to the shadows. <laughs> All right. It's going to do it for us here at NRG Stadium. I've got a flight back from Houston tomorrow morning. I will land at 9.05, hopefully, provided that my flight is on time. The radio show will commence at 10 a.m. We will take your phone calls. We will go into deep detail on Derrick Henry, on Malik Willis. We haven't even talked about the work that the defense did today. The defense was absolutely spectacular. 
Um, and I think that, uh, I think that, uh, I think that all of these things are going to be a lot of fun on Monday morning. Eric says, are we here to talk Titans or some game that didn't, didn't matter? Whether it was didn't, don't, or didn't, he didn't get it right. And listen, Eric, I tried to talk Titans football, and then you started saying some shit that made absolutely no sense. So I decided, hey, if this thing's going to get off the rails and Eric's going to be in here saying some things about nonsensical uh, to Ryan Tannehill is clearly and obviously quarterback too at this point, then I better pivot to something else because clearly this man has either lost his mind, didn't watch the game, doesn't know football, or is just in here to say something stupid. Either way, Eric, you're, you are part of the reason why this got derailed, and that is what I will leave you with tonight. Have a great rest of your evening. Radio starts at 10, taking your phone calls for three hours from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. I hope you guys who made the trip have a safe trip back to Nashville or wherever. We had a great time with uh, a lot of the Titans fans who travel to this game every year. They threw a big pregame party. Teron Davenport and myself went last night. If you guys were there, it was great to hang out with a lot of you. If you guys weren't, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the primetime show. We will let John Robinson send us into the night, and I'll talk to you tomorrow at 10.